You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Welcome back, listeners, to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. My name is DM Dave, and to the left we have... Henley. Boudreaux. Groth and Lila. Roscoe. And Fenrir. And today's recap is by Roscoe. All right. So, um, Boudreaux met with Brighton and kind of got things all set up for his role at the party tomorrow um, under the precedence that he took a bath. Um, and Lila was there to ensure that that happened. And there was quite the party. She, he had quite, quite a, a good time in the bathtub, it sounds like. Um, and then we moved to party day and everybody did went their own ways. Henley went up and met with the uh, Vanguard and Fenrir went off to do his barding and Boudreaux went to cook food and me and Grotha met up with her dad and went up to the party and everything was going well until Arthenal decided he needed to make an appearance and surprise, it's not him, it's Colbath. <laughs> and everyone's ah! just like, what? The Trigrovin leader. Thank you, Roscoe. Arthenel just revealed that he is actually Colbath. He's standing in front of everybody with his arms gesturing up and says, My name is Colbath. I am the leader of the Trigrovin. I am not here to cause any harm or make any threats. I come to speak peace. Peace? You see this dwarf, one of the council members, uh, Garatha. Mm -hmm. You would know him as kind of the representative of the Rockstead clans there in the Boar Mountains, Nurgle Stoneborn. Okay. Peace? That's a bold statement after you... What you have done, the raiding, the pillaging, the destruction. Do you not see the refugees that line, our, line the outer walls? What peace could you offer them that you haven't already desecrated? And the crowd starts mumbling and stuff. Colbath, still hands up in the air. I feel for the loss of, the town, of life and townsfolk. I know how important the ranger station Fort Ventral was for your people. Though I cannot replace its garrison, I do offer you the fallen ranger Fort Ventral. It has been rebuilt and reinforced and ready to garrison again. The crowd starts mumbling again. This time, a wood elf, one of the council members as well, Gratha, you would know her as Lilana Evergrove. She's kind of the representative of the Wood Elf people. As these people are talking, I want to relay who they are to Roscoe. Are you within, like... Yeah, I'm standing right next to you still, okay. so... You expect us to garrison it again so you can destroy it again? We will not fall for such goblin tricks. And he looks up, Colbath looks up to her. It is no trick, Lady Evergrove, nor was it I who destroyed the ranger's fort. Henley and Garatha, you would know this next person. He is the High Captain Isaac Kemp. He's kind of the major 
guard person for Avalon. Lies! The reports were clear. Your kind destroyed and killed everyone. The rangers, every living soul there. I speak no lies, Captain Kemp. I do not deny that the fort was destroyed by my kind, for that report is true. I will deny, however, that they were not mine. However, the reports of what all the rangers were killed, that is not true. You know there were survivors. Your reports also show that, that these dissenters did not force their way in. They were let in. Captain Kemp speaks up again. How do you know this? What evidence do you have? You have your reports. You have your evidence. You know the walls still stood. The doors were not broken. How else could it happen? You also have reports of aid showing up shortly after the raids of towns. But you refuse to recognize that it was sent by the Trigroven. The Duke stands up, waves Captain Camp down. Why are you here, Kobath, is it? You are wanted. Whether what you say is true or not, <laughs> you are in no position to threaten. If that is what you've come here to do. Kobath kind of shows a gesture of like, I'm not trying to threaten. I do, I do not come here to threaten, my lord. I have come to clear the name of the Trigroven. And I offer you a hand of peace and justice. As I have spoken, I deliver the Fort Ventral back into your hands, refortified and rebuilt for you. As for the justice, I know who caused such suffering. At that, um, when he says, um, when he's going on his lovely little monologue, mm -hmm. I want to try and reach for one of my hand axes and realize that they're not there. And like internally, like cursing myself okay. for not trying to hide something. Mm -hmm. These dissenters have betrayed my trust, my rule. They are no longer under my banner, nor my protection. To demonstrate my willingness for peace between our people, I offer you, I offer them up to you. And as if on cue, there's a loud knock banging on the door. Kobath turns and gestures to the door. The guards standing there kind of like look up at the Duke. And the Duke nods his head and the door is open. There you see two large beasts that kind of look very similar to Kobath. A hobgoblin. However, these ones are more, they're taller. They're almost pushing, they're well over seven feet tall. And they're very muscular. You guys that are looking, you would know that these are bugbears. Relatives to 
the hobgoblins, part of the goblinoid family, just like hobgoblins are. There's two of them walking in, and they're dragging a chained and gagged, which you guys could probably pick out that it's another hobgoblin behind them. And not quite far behind them enters this this other creature that many of you would recognize as Yolinks. And you can tell Henley, you recognize him come in, you can tell he has no idea what's going on, and he looks, and he sees Colbath, and you just see him, like, just a look of surprise and shock that Colbath is here. And everybody else could see that same face, not hiding that he's surprised to be there. This is one of the leaders of these dissenters. I hold, he holds information about future plans and raids. He looks back at the two bugbears, nods. The two bugbears grab the chains and hand them to the two guards that were standing next to the, the door. And then they just kind of step back and step, not quite outside the doors, but they're standing next to the doors. And Yulinks is just still standing kind of in between them. Not quite, or he just barely entered the door, the threshold. You hear murmurings and stuff, and you see the council members talking and the duke talking. The duke speaks up. Say we believe you, Hobgoblin. How do we know this isn't some trick? Once you have chosen when to attack these apostates, which for sure this betrayer, this dissenter, knows their whereabouts. My army will ride with you. Together, we will ride, rid them from this land, and establish peace between our people. As for your refugees, it is not safe for them to return to their homes until this conflict is settled. I suggest a faraway place from here. Below Crystal Lake. Between the rivers Twin and Clearwater. There are there can be they can be safe. And it is a good land and has safety of mountains there and rivers. More whispering and more discussion between the council members. Yes. Can I roll just like a perception on Colbath and see kind of, <clears throat> obviously I'm questionable to believe him to begin with, mm -hmm. but I just want to see if I can get some sort of sense of maybe he is being at least somewhat sincere or if there is. Yeah, roll me a an insight intense. check and everybody can roll me an insight check. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and we'll go around the room. We'll start with Henley there. Six. Six, okay. Nine. Nine. Eighteen. Eighteen. Five. Five. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Garatha <Okay>, gets it. <laughs> We're all a little uh, involved at the moment. Sorry. Um, also, quick question. Can Henley see the goblin that they brought in in chains? Or not from my position? Not from your position. And so I can't see Olinx's either. You can see Yolinks, but the hobgoblin that's there 
is bound in chains. Like they literally, he was laying on the ground and they dragged him in. He didn't okay. walk behind. Okay. They literally dragged him in. So you can't tell his face or anything. Henley is literally panicking. She's trying not to like breathe like super fast. So she's mm-hmm. trying to calm her breath, but this is all really close to everything she's been through. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> she's trying not to panic. Right. There's a long pause of like the council members talking. You guys are close enough to hear that some of the council council members like, we can't trust this guy. We can't trust this guy. There's others that are just like, well, let's hear him out. We really haven't. We have evidence of what he said that there were rangers that survived, but yet, and we know that there's evidence that um, supplies was sent in the name of Trigroven, but they haven't really, how would he know that? Right. So maybe he is trying to be on our side. Maybe there is some issues. And the Duke stands up and he's like, we will need time to discuss this. And we wish to make our own investigations to confirm your words. I will not send my people out to suffer at your, um, their hands again. Colbeth nods. As you wish. I will let my followers know you are coming. He bows slightly. I will take my leave. He begins to turn around and then he he turns around, turns back around, lifting up his hands. But before I go, and he points up to Roscoe. These honorable adventurers have come along on a long dangerous road to meet with you, my lord. As a favor to me, (laughs) I ask you to speak with them and help them in any way you can. For my part, I have listened to their plea and have sent aid. I will also leave, and he looked... Rip. (laughs) (laughs) He also points at Yolinx, gesturing toward him to walk closer. I will leave my close advisor, Yolinx. Yolinx is walking forward and he's like shocked, right? To answer any of your questions, and he may be able to contact me with your answers. So at the mention that the tabaxi that I previously met being Yolinx, I take a half step forward, then remember where I'm at. And I'm just sitting here with my blood boiling at this point because I want to strangle him and get some answers. <laughs> Not now. No, 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 no. With that, he bows and he starts walking out. As he walks through the front doors, the bugbears grab the doors and close it behind them. It is dead silent. Nobody really knows what to do. The Duke stands up and looks directly at Roscoe. And he's like, let's go. If any of your other party is here, let's go. We need to talk. <laughs> I look over at my dad and I I'm just like, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> your dad's just like, doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. He's just like. I just shake my head. So I'll start, look, because I can, from my point, I can see everyone, right? Everybody's around, yep. So I'll just start nodding at each of them and be like. 
I will. <laughs> As uh, they all kind of come out of the works of various locations and stuff. You don't quite grab him because he dips back in, <laughs> and he wants to uh, try to grab that metal spoon and run away real fast. Boudreaux. He he he's uh going after silver spoon to try to snatch the spoon and run away. Is there other silver spoons or other silver things? In oh, Not yeah. like his, but there are other silverwares. No, I really want that silver spoon. (laughs) (laughs) So if he's like about to whack someone, I just like snatch it and run. (laughs) No, it's pretty much everybody's kind of gathered around that front door. Oh, we were all together trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So it would be kind of difficult for you to to go back in, try and snag it from him without him noticing with it. Yeah. You can try. I want to try. Okay. I do. Okay, roll a, let's see. Slide ahead. <laughs> you got to try and grab Athletic? it. For make, it make an attack roll. I want to see if you can grab him. Okay. 12. Okay. <laughs> Do I have proficiency? <laughs> well, his armor class isn't very hard, so you're able to grab it, mm-hmm. but you haven't been able to take it from him yet. <laughs> okay. He's like, what is this? Make some bolts. I need it. <laughs> no, just make some bolts. This is the last time you hit somebody with this. <laughs> so we're going to grapple. <laughs> so roll a strength check. Strength beats strength. 19. <gasps> he rolled a 17. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So you're able to sm- grab it from him and... What do you do with it? Slap so his I... tush. <laughs> Wha-bam! And run for the hells. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's like, I need it! And then he, uh, he runs, which is probably opportunity. He's not a... He doesn't care? Okay. He's not a, he's not a fighter, so I don't necessarily would give him an opportunity attack or anything. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> and plus the shock of it happening. <laughs> which is like, what... Just stole my spoon. So it's a little bit, but he is starting to chase you. Um, and as he like turns back and sees that he's chasing, just a quick glance, mm-hmm. he goes, you should really give Brio raise. <laughs> okay, where are you running? Are you running back uh, out yeah. to the entertainment Maybe, place? Actually, I think I'll run towards Roscoe, so up the balcony. <laughs> okay. Once you get there, he like stops chasing you. Mm-hmm. You heard a loud commotion in the coming from the kitchens, and Boudreaux just busts out. <laughs> Henley, he flies past you. Mm. I shake she my rolls head. her eyes. <laughs> we have the same reaction. You just roll your eyes, and I shake my head. <laughs> so Fender's gonna pick up his viol, and he's gonna start making his way. But he wants to be playing a song as he goes. <laughs> <laughs> the sad yes. Titanic song is about sinking. <laughs> Gosh, what's the Titanic song again now? Uh, no, but... I can't remember. God be with you. No, it's um <laughs> near it's near my God to thee. Near my God to thee. <laughs> Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, it is. Okay. So we just for like like five seconds, then he stops and runs. <laughs> <laughs> runs to Runs like goes up. Okay, he's okay, part okay. Of the party. Doesn't he, run he away. Does the, no, doesn't wah, run away. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he and then he goes. Or someone goes. Boom. <laughs> yeah, right? There you go. Okay. So okay. you guys are all being rounded escorted. up, escorted into kind of this uh, 
kind of council chamber thing. And you, all the council members are coming in as well. Hanar also finds his way inside as well. And you see the Duke walk over to this very ornate chair. It's more ornate than everybody else. Everybody else's seats. And you guys are kind of escorted to sit down kind of at the very end. He's sitting at one end of this long table. You're sitting, all five of you are sitting at the other side. And the council members kind of fill in. And they're all kind of looking at you. Right? You see the Duke. He's just kind of tapping his face, rubbing his face. You can tell he's furious. He's like, are you guys in league with him? Did you guys bring him in here? So there are two very good answers to both of those questions. I'm, let's hear it. No to the first, yes to the second. And you, you see Captain Kemp stand up and he's like, we should just rest them. We need hold to. On, hold on. Let me. You brought us in here to explain. Before we start arresting people. I'm giving you, the Duke speaks up, I'm giving you this opportunity just because of who that man is, who that hobgoblin is. I'm not sure what he has up to it, though I know he has power. I do not dare try and it, to go against his wishes until I know for fact what's going on. So you better be truthful to me. Matter of fact, so the Duke starts snapping. <clears throat> Matter of fact, uh, bring, in, bring in Mage Masters. He can figure this all out. So you see somebody wander out, and of course, the mage is pretty much close by. Brings him in. This guy is an older gentleman, very long, pointy beard, and he has that traditional wizard hat, of course. And he's, very, he's wearing kind of a, a royal blue robe that's fancy orinated with kind of gold threads and stuff. And he looks and wanders over to the duke and just stands next to him. He's like, I need you to cast, I need you to cast a spell. I want all the truth to be out here. And the wizard just slightly nods. Spell time. Spell time. Spell time. Spell time. Spell time. The genie from Aladdin, but mm-hmm. instead of tell her the truth, it's the zone of truth. <laughs> <laughs> this spell is called Zone of Truth. And its range is about 60 feet, so everybody's going to be encompassed in this. And this creates kind of a magical zone and guards against any deception. So this spell, it creates this magical uh, zone. It's pretty much a, a magical lie detector. Until the spell ends, a creature that enters the spell area for the first time makes a saving, a charisma saving throw, which everybody will make. And you know whether you succeed or not. As an effect, the creature is aware of the spell and thus can avoid answering questions, but they, are f- but they cannot tell a lie if they s- fail. Charisma saving throws, please. I'm going to fail. Okay. Henley, what'd you get? A 10. Okay. Three. Okay. A 19. Okay. Roscoe? He auto-fails. Oh, auto-fail. Gonna fail. Yeah. Fenrir. Uh, nat 20. Okay. Woo! Lila, Garatha, and Fenrir, you succeed. Everybody else failed. And the wizard leans down and whispers in 
the Duke's ear. And then he sits back up and he just stands. And the Duke says, now, back to my questions. What is your involvement with Colbath? Two days ago, give or take, after I, you know, attempted to, you know, meet with you the first time, um, he reached out to me and he said that he, as Arthenal, the guy that you saw first, reached out to me and said, hey, I need to speak to the Duke as well, and I can help you with your situation if you can help me with mine. And he said that he had information about movement on the Trigroven. He helped me with my situation, and we helped him get in, and that's all I know. Until you found out that he was part of, that he was the Hobgoblin, that's when I found out too. And that goes with the rest of your party? They don't know anything else? No. They didn't, they, they've known him even less than I have. And you, you just see him, he just he doesn't know what to do. Because he knows what spell was cast. He knows you're being honest. And you see uh, the, the wood elf. Should we bring in your links? His advisor? He would know a lot more about him than any of us. Yes, where is... Yeah. Go get him. And so if somebody goes out, <laughs> grabs your links, brings him in. You can tell that the Duke was just like, why didn't I think of that? That was stupid of me. Yolinks gets brought in, and he's he kind of looks at the rest of you, and it's just like, get out of here. I want you out of the city. Get out. I have no further business with you. I never want to see you guys again. Get out. Can we, I will happily leave, but can we at least remain to hear what he has to say about the Trigoroven? Because the whole reason we're here is the fact that there's a city out there that keeps getting raided by the Trigoroven that we're trying to help save. So any information that we can get from him as well would help everybody involved. And then we'll leave. I'll go get my stuff tonight and walk out the front gate. But I would like to know what he has to say first. You see that the Duke's face just get red. Please. Just red-faced. And you see the high elf, or not the high elf, the wood elf reach over and grab the Duke's hand. Calm emotions. And you just see the Duke kind of like relax a little bit. But then like side eye the wood elf. And she's just like, there is no reason to make enemies out of those who only wish to help. And she turns and looks at the group and she's like, we will grant this according to what the Duke will want. He's little hot-headed, but he means well. You may stay, but we have, we will have further questions for you in a moment. I will happily answer anything you have. I can confirm that there were survivors at the fort. And she turns and looks at you, and she's like, we know that there were survivors, but that information just was not public until recently 
And she looks over at Yolinx, and Yolinx, you can just tell he's... Well, and it's like, Henley goes, I was there. Her attention gets drawn back to you. You are one of the survivors. Yes. And she just, you can see her thinking, and then she just turns her focus back to Yolinx. Please, state your name. Let's all get acquainted. My name is Liana Evergrove. I speak on behalf of the Wood Elves here. This is Nurgle Stornborn. He is the representative from Rockstead. This fine gnome here, gnome here, his name is Poppinwood Sage. And the halfling there, his name is Tilligan Meadowreed. We're all part of the council here. Would I know that name? You would know him. He is the head of the Metal Reed okay. halfling group. And your name, looking at Yolinks. And Yolinks, and she's like, please, sit. You are not uh, in any danger here. Yolinks just walks to a chair, but he doesn't sit down. He's like, my name is Yolinks. As was stated, I am an advisor to... Cold bath. Liana nods her head and she's like, and she looks up at the wizard and he just nods and he's like, you are in a zone of truth. You can speak freely. You cannot deceive us with any of your words. And he, and Yolinks nods and he's, she's like, so tell me, can we trust this cold bath? You see Yolinks take a, take a deep breath. I know that Kobath is striving to unite the creatures here in Keleth. He wants to bring an era of peace and tranquility amongst all us creatures. And he believes that one day a force we may have to fight, and that is why he wants to bring peace to us all, and have us unified under one banner. And the Lilana looks at him for a minute, and she's like, but can we trust him? Do you trust him? And Yolinx nods, yes, I do believe we can. I believe you can. And everybody in the council, like, starts looking at each other. Is there anything that you guys want to say? There's a lot that I want to say right now, but because of my <laughs> father, I'm not going to. Right. Thank you, diplomacy lessons. <laughs> Keep your mouth shut if you can't say anything nice. The Duke sits up and he's like, you can see that he's still calm. What do you know of this hobgoblin that was brought to us as a prisoner? Who, who is he? And Yolinx says, his name is Lordak. He Henley was... has a reaction to that. Yep. And you would know him, Henley. He was, he is, I, I mean, he was one of the captains of the Trigrovan army. One of the most trusted of Kobath. That's... What I know of this hobgoblin. 
And do you think that he holds some information for us? I do believe that Kobath would not have brought him before you if he did not. If Kobath believes he can be some help to you to destroy and relieve the dissenters, he will. Fenner's going to like chime in like and ask a question. Okay. And he, he's going to be like, He's so, like furiously taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he like, he like kind of turns to Yolinks and is like, so is that Colbath's armies who are coming toward the city? And you see the council members kind of look, give you dirty looks of like, how dare you talk, <laughs> you know? But Lilana, you can kind of tell she's the one in charge here. Mm-hmm. And she kind of looks at you and then just looks at, uh, Yo links for an answer. And he's like, I do know that there are many dissenters in the Trigroven. They do not believe in Kobath's vision of unity. They believe that they should rule, that they should conquer what once was theirs, undermining his authority and been started raiding. It is one of my duties under Coldbath to weed out these dissenters amongst his rank. It has been my job for many years to know that this Lord Dak was one of them. It comes to a surprise to me whether the armies that you mention are of the Trigrovin or the Dissenters, I do not know. And the Duke, rubbing his temples, just like, yeah. Well, let's go to Mage Masterson. Mage Masters, I need you to go interrogate or help in the interrogation of this Lordak. We must find this information. We must figure out what if this hobgoblin is even telling the truth. I do not trust these creatures. They are vile. They are foul. They're just a pest amongst this land. How do you expect them to find peace if that's the way you view them? Maybe you shouldn't even be the Duke. I will not have outbreaks in my court. I will not be judged for them for your... Get him out of here. A guard walks up to you. Get them all out of here. Well, Boudreaux stands up too when he, they tell him to get Fenrir out of here because he also objects to that. <laughs> okay. Fenrir won't even, he'll just, he'll just go. But he's going to play a little song as he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> what do you play? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, so all of you are escorted out? Willingly? Question mark? Uger, yeah, leaves on his own. He's mad. Okay. Um, as we're <clears throat> we're leaving, I'll just look at the Duke and be like, I'm sorry for the mischief we've caused for you. Just remember at the end of the day we're all on the same side. And I'll walk out the door. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um I'm going to be the last one out because I mo- haven't moved. I'm staring down your links. Okay. And as I turn around, 
I basically the last thing I do before I leave is stare at my dad just like a sympathetic mm-hmm. and then go back to Yale Links and turn around was trying to keep my eye on him as most much as possible and then I head out the door. Okay. The door closes tightly behind you and the guards with you escort you completely out of the palace and out of the monarch district. And they kind of just leave you there. By the pencil shop. By the pencil shop. Oh, they escort us all they the way out. They you all the way out. Wow. Okay. Nice. That's well, a long walk. We got to get out walk. of the city anyway, so. <laughs> well, that was a bust. And it is dark outside. It is nighttime. I mean, what do you do? I mean, all things said and done, it wasn't a full bust. He pulls out the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> ever the optimist, Boudreaux. Ever the optimist. <laughs> yeah, dear, yeah. Uh, I turn to Roscoe and I say, somebody asks you how you got in, do not mention my dad. I wasn't gonna. Good. The rest of you? Not a word about Brighton. Didn't plan on it. That makes sense. I got in through a different way anyway. I'm a master chef. I just got in. (laughs) We didn't even tell him about the were creatures. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. That was the whole meeting, right? Yeah. One of the meeting reasons, yeah. Oops. Oops. No, that was Kapatha saying that, by the way. Maybe I we mean, should. I mean, what time are we? Run at? after the guards real fast. <laughs> hey, wait a minute! <laughs> we forgot. No, uh, it's probably about nine o'clock in the evening. I suppose the Duke would mind if we slept on a comfy bed one last night and left first thing in the morning. I mean, we have to stay. I got a belt. I got to pick up. Gates are locked, anyways, right? That's right. Yeah, they're right. they locked. Okay, well, I, I guess need a we'll... drink. I'm going to bed. Close up shop and head out in the morning. Head where? Well, we could go back to the hollow. Make sure they're doing okay. Although we just heard that they're doing okay. But I had to talk with um, Portia. And Mapleshire has agreed to send supplies down to uh, Hayden's Hollow just to help out but they would like an escort, and she asked if we would like to join her. So we would just need to go meet her up in Mapleshire and then help escort those supplies back down to the hollow. That would be a good thing to do on our way there. Then we could immediately give aid. Yeah. Can Can we get money for this? I I need to get paid by the Vanguard. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We can talk details with her when we get there. I don't know that I'll be able to talk to her before then. Now, anyway. But... I think that might be a good option to go from here. What's around me? What's around? What do I see? What is around me? I want to punch something. (laughs) You're making me kick grass. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so there's buildings around you. There's There's the Monarch District wall. There's a Monarch District stone wall. I might hurt my hand. Um, There is like a bulletin board as well. I want to punch it because I'm mad. Not Not quite... Like rage, but almost. Mad, mad, mad. It helps to say say, I'm I'm mad. mad. (laughs) Daniel Tiger. (laughs) 
I'm gonna punch roll, a board. Roll your attack. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's been so long since I rolled an attack. I don't even remember how. Yes, I do. Fifteen. Okay, you hit this thing squared. Deal your damage. This will just be a D four plus your strength modifier. Eight. You punch a hole right in this this post board. Henley is rubbing her braid like really nervously uh, and says, I- I'm j- just going to go to b- bed. I'm going to be just over there like probably screaming. I call him that cat or something like that. Garatha's yelling about a feline cat. Mm-hmm. Kind of just fiddling with my dagger. Okay. You guys heading off just, to bed after yeah, this? Yeah, going to bed. Or... Hey, Lila, you want to go get a drink? Only if it's Dwarven Ale. I need something strong. Okay. <laughs> Come on. And he grabs your arm. You know, I don't even mind you touching me with, like, right now, because, you know, not dirt. He shakes his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go sleep at Donkey tonight. <laughs> we'll fix that right quick. Fenrir will go off to choirs and entrementum and go and meditate. So when everyone's asleep, Henley is going to climb up on the roof. Okay. And just um, stare at the stars. Okay. Everybody goes and deals with their, deals with this at their own, their own way. Lila and, Gra- and Garatha and Boudreau go and drink, entertain themselves a little bit. Why are you so mad at uh, at that was his face? That Tom cat? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> first off, anybody associated with the Trigrovan is somebody to not necessarily always be trusted. You don't know who's right. You don't know who's wrong. I don't know where Lioness is. She went after him. And apparently he's the entire reason why she's missing an eye. And I, I don't, don't like him. Did you see the way he answered things? He said, you can trust them, not he trusts him. <gasps> and I'm going to down my ale. And then he uh, pushes his to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> so then after a while, and she's probably drunk. <laughs> I don't no, know. I can hold roll my ale it? pretty well. Nice. Do you want me to roll? Roll me a constitution. 16. Okay, you're fine. Do you drink the next one? I'm probably sipping on it, but I don't down it now because I've punched something, I've yelled, (laughs) I've drank something, and I've vented. Well, I was wondering then, do you want to go down to the lake and uh, put some mud on? He's asking Lila on a date. (laughs) (laughs) But he's asking Garatha on a date. (laughs) I'm sure Lila's like, do it. <laughs> right? She's like, yes, yes, yes. Let, yes, let yes. me come out. Let me get out. Let me get out. You want to mud up? Yeah. All right. I got, what, what do I have to lose? So I got my drink still. I'm just going to pour it out outside. Oh, yeah. Kay. I like it. Yeah. So you pour it outside, and we go out there, and he goes, you know, the earth gives to us, it protects us from the sun. That burns us. Here, 
takes some protection and he wipes them on your face. I wipe it off. I say, I don't know if you noticed. I don't need protecting. No, no, no. It's symbolic. Just do it. <laughs> Is this some weird lizard fort folk thing? Because I am now an orc and a dwarf and a gnome. And I've never experienced anything like this. Shh, shh, shh. I make you feel better. <laughs> so Lila, at that point... He starts putting it on himself, too, like, all over. Comes out and just, like, helps him, basically. Just, like, you can see, like, a physical relaxation as Lila takes over, which is probably what needs to happen. (laughs) And just kind of takes Udra's hand and starts smearing it very gently across Mm -hmm. his hand and his arm. The earth give back and Kundas protect us. Is that what Kundas teach you? Yeah, well, my mama, who know Kundas, yes. That your mama or Mama Frizz? Mama Frizz. Mama, I mean, mother, my mother, she, uh, you know, she the one that birthed me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that how you tell the difference? Yeah, but I always call her mama anyway on that day. Yeah. Do you really think I'm weird because there's two of us here? I mean, it is weird, but, like, don't you think it's weird that I am, like, lizard folk even though I'm not? No. You just be find family where it is. Do you like being the way you are? No. And yes. And no. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Sometimes I wish I could go back, but I think it's good. I think it'd be nice to just be me for a little while. But Garasa's real nice. She, she's like a second mom to me, but it, she's mean. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes that good, sometimes that bad. You told me once in the hollow that I was <sighs> unnatural for being two of us, but how, how, how can you believe that Kundas will allow that and me to be unnatural? I, I don't, I'm just confused. I mean, I hear there are other gods out there. Kundat's not the only one, but so. Garatha believes in somebody else entirely, so every time you talk about Kundat, she's like, whatever. <laughs> That's kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, she is mean, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. I really wish you had met me before Garatha. I was a totally different person. I believe it. And you, you from the South, too, eh? Yeah. Yeah. That's why we sound kind of similar, do mm-hmm. Can I write more mud on your face while we're talking? Oh, yeah. Okay. A little bit in your hair. Perfect. Great. Cool. <laughs> we can end it there. A little bonding time with Udro and Garatha, and I think that's it, or Lila. Both. Garatha. Both of them. Both of them, yeah. A little bit, yeah. And then you call her mean, and then she's like, <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't she take knows it. To it. Yeah. <laughs> Good for her. Okay, I think that's where we'll end it today. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, shout out to D.A. Nichols for writing our music. Woo-woo. And thank you to our sponsor, Nerd Alert Treasures. Use the promo code TOMIES, that's T-O-M-I-E-S, for your 15% off of all her merchandise there. Be on the lookout for some Tomy merch as well. That is coming as well. Hit us up on our social medias. Give us some five-star reviews. And if you leave a review, Solomon will give a shout out. I am D.M. Dave. And to the... Right, we have Fenrir. 
Roscoe. Do you think this mud's gonna make you smell like drawer of nail? Oh, Lila Grata. <laughs> Boot row dirty again. <laughs> and Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye.